Spirit. Amen. So scientists say that the furthest distance from Earth is the planet Pluto. But if we think about it, the furthest distance is not from Earth to Pluto. The furthest distance we can say otherwise for us humans would be from our head to our heart. Physically, from our head to our heart, they're only inches away physically. But sometimes it could take years to travel from here, what we know, and let it reach our hearts here and be convicted by what we know. In today's gospel, we heard this beautiful, one of the most popular verses, John 3.16. Football players will used to wear it here underneath their eyes. People would hold signs so the world would see. John 3.16, we hear it all the time. And it says this, these beautiful, very beautiful words. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only son, that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. And we've heard this often over and over again, right? And we know in our heads, right? We know information. We know in our heads, God, I know you love me. I know here. But has it reached my heart? Is it just information? Yeah, I know God loves me. Thank you, Father, for the reminder. Thank you, we get this reading once a year. Thank you, yup, got it, understand, check mark, check mark, check mark. But brothers and sisters, has it reached our hearts? In our Catholic faith, we know a lot of things. We know God loves me. We know the Blessed Mother is our mother. We know that the Eucharist is Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity. We know, know, know. But is there a conviction within our hearts? Has it gone from here? to hear. And again, we need this to happen. There has to be this change because it could just stay as information. If it just stays as information, my life will never change. I'll never really get to know God's love. I'll never really know the extent of the Eucharist. I'll never really get to know the love of the Blessed Virgin Mary. If it just remains as information and as knowledge. People say to me, you know, Father, I've I've read the Bible two times. Okay, well, why don't you know it here? Why do you just know it here? So I want to take a look at two signs of someone who is convicted of God's love. Right? We heard in today's gospel. Two signs of someone who is convicted of God's love and has allowed it to move from their head into their heart. So the first sign that I have allowed, the love of God that I heard about in today's gospel, move from my head to my heart, is I am convicted that God is a good father and has saved me through his son. There's again this internal conviction within me. At birth, brothers and sisters, sometimes when we see little children who have just been born, we think they're little angels. They're not. They may look like angels, but at that point, in reality, is that when we are born, we're born as children of darkness. We are born because of children of darkness because of Adam and Eve who sold our race into slavery, into the, po- into the power against which we cannot compete against. We were born into this, this kingdom of slavery. We belong to the evil one. Again, we can hear this. Yup, I've heard this, Father. Thank you for explaining it again. But let's take a reality. Let this move from our heads to our hearts that we were born into slavery. We were children of darkness. We were not children of light. We were not children of light. It's as if our, we had a spiritual passport was issued upon us coming to this world that says, that says you belong to the kingdom of darkness. Again, since... There was, we were born under the power and cruelty of Satan, sin, death, which we could not have escaped. We were stuck in this kingdom. And brothers and sisters, that's why we baptize. Today in the gospel, we hear about baptism. That's why we baptize. 
We baptize so we can no longer be children of darkness, that we are no longer belonging to the evil one. We baptize because at that moment of baptism, we move. We move kingdoms. We move from the kingdom of darkness and we move into the kingdom of the light, which is God's kingdom, heaven. It's as if when we get baptized, we get a new passport, a new stamp, new documentation, a fresh start, a whole new kingdom. Do we allow this information of my baptism and how much God loves me, that he sent his only begotten son to come into this world to die for me so I can move into a new kingdom? I'm no longer a child of the darkness. I belong to the kingdom of light. And if it just stays here as information, my life won't change. But if it transfers and I allow it to go from here to here, everything will change. And brothers and sisters, I want to share with you an analogy that I, I read in a book of the power of our baptism and how we become adopted children of God. How good God is as a father through his son Jesus who adopted us. Listen to this analogy. Imagine growing up in a home that is completely dysfunctional. Not my home, maybe yours. Imagine growing up in a home that is completely dysfunctional, a home full of verbal abuse, psychological abuse, sexual abuse. Because of this, you do everything you can to avoid being home. You get involved in every extracurricular activity. You play every sport and you stay out as late as you can. Every night you sneak in quietly because you don't want to wake anyone up. You know that if you do, all hell will break loose in your household. Because that's what type of family you grew up in, you're living in. You live in this home for years, but across the street lives this truly amazing family. You can't stand them because they're so happy. You hear how happy they are every night outside your window, and it makes you sick. The father is always there in that family, playing with his kids, throwing a football, playing hoops, laughing with them, and enjoying them. You can hear the incredible relationship between him and his children. In your home, you experience the complete opposite. So it makes you jealous because you long for what they have, which is to be loved, to be known, and to be safe. Then one day when you're home alone and you hear a knock, you go to the door, open it, and it's the dad from across the street. He looks directly at you, right into your eyes, as if he really sees you and knows you. And then he says, would you like to come and live with us? And you don't even pack. You just run. You run across the street. You don't look back. You've been adopted. It's the first day of a whole new life, and it feels like emerging from darkness into light. And brothers and sisters, this is what God has done for us. We've moved families. We've moved kingdoms. It needs to go from here to here. We need to be convicted. Baptism moves us from the kingdom of a tyrant, a bully, the devil, into a home of our good, good father through Jesus' death on the cross. Let that transfer. And so to move this information, okay, Father, thanks for the information. How do I activate this? There has to be an activation in the sign. It needs to go from here to here. How do I do that? Is I need to see the Father in a different light. I need to see the Father, this activation. Do I run to the Father after I fall into sin? Or am I avoiding the Father in shame? And I don't talk to my Father. Then I don't know my Father. There's no activation there. I don't know that I have a good Father. It's just information. God loves me. He's a good father. Check, check. But am I activating that? 
If I'm living in shame because of my sins, brothers and sisters, we don't know the Father. We don't know how good our Father is. We don't know our kingdom that we belong to. We're people of the light. Do I think God is disgusted and disappointed with me after I fall into serious sin? Or do I see God as a father who feels sad for me because he sees I'm tangled in addiction and in sin and he can't wait for me to return? That's what kind of father we have. Not one who looks at you and says, again? Huh, again. You disgust me. You're a joke. You're a loser. You're a liar. If we believe that, we belong to the wrong kingdom, brothers and sisters. Do I call upon God, my Father, when I'm feeling weak? Or do I continuously place myself in your occasion of sins, overestimating my own strength? If I think it has to do with anything with I have to do with my own strength, we will always, always be far away from the Father. So, brothers and sisters, that's how we activate this information that I have a good Father. I belong to a kingdom of the light. That's the first sign. As I run to Him, I go to Him, I fall at His feet, and I say, you are strong and I am weak. You are the Father and I'm the child. And you love me so much that you gave me your only begotten Son. That's what it means that God so loved the world that He gave us His only begotten Son. That's what that means. The second and final sign that I'll talk about today that I have allowed the love of God to move from my head to my heart is I'm convicted that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of me after I was baptized. We all took catechism classes. We've gone and we've seen, yes, when I was baptized, I, I received the Holy Spirit. Okay, and good information. I received holy gifts. Yes, good information. Yes, and there is all this information about my baptism. That, uh, yes, at my baptism, I was baptized as a little child. I remember that. I have godparents. We dressed up for my baptism, I was told, and we had a gathering afterwards. Just information. It was a single few hours, my baptism. It just becomes that. But brothers and sisters, there has to be this activation. That it's more than just a single event that has nothing to do with me. That I was just a, a, a little baby and here I am years and years and years later. There has to be an activation to move from just information in my head that I'm baptized and an activation of conviction that the Holy Spirit lives within me. And how do I, how do I activate this? How do I activate the Holy Spirit into my life? How do I do this activation that, yes, God, I know I received the Holy Spirit when I was baptized, but how do I let that move from my head to my heart? Is I have to remember that we don't need to look up when we pray, brothers and sisters. We have to look within when I pray. It's because it's in here that I receive the Holy Spirit as a little child. It's in here that the Holy Spirit dwells. It's in here. Why are we looking up there? So when I'm tapping into this, when I'm feeling sad, when I'm tapping into in here, I'm going in here and I'm talking to the Holy Spirit when I'm feeling depressed, when I'm anxious, when I'm worried, when I'm about to take an exam, my anxiety is through the roof, when I'm feeling lonely, whatever it may be, I go here. That's activating. I go in here. I don't say this novena. Yes, we pray novenas and that's good. I go here and I, I talk. Holy Spirit, you're here. Holy Spirit, I need you right now. You're here. You're within me. This is an activation. It goes from information in my head, I have the Holy Spirit. Now I'm activating it. My life will change. There was this early church father. His name was Origen. When he was a child, his father used to kneel by his bedside every night before he'd go to sleep. And after his son would fall asleep, he would kiss his son's chest. 
And the son, while he was a little child, he started to realize this. He never said anything. But then after a while, he said to his father, one day he, the son asked his father, and he said, Father, why do you kiss my chest each night? I've been noticing that. And the father replied, My son, our souls are little heavens because God is really in them. So when I kiss you, I kiss God. This father knew. He activated information about baptism and God being here in our soul and activated it. And that's what we need. We need this activation, brothers and sisters, this conviction that we've been transformed, we've been, re- re- we've been renewed. So I want to do something, just end with this. Um, when we were all baptized, we, our godparents, they were asked questions and they took uh, baptismal, pe- baptismal promises on our behalf. Our godparents, because we were little babies, could not speak. But I'm going to ask you the same questions, right? Because I want you to be convicted and today as adults to say, yes, that was said to me as a little child. I know that as information, but I want to activate that today. And so the first question is, what's your name? And I want you to say out loud, yes, we can talk in church, say out loud because I'm going to ask you, after these questions, I'll ask you a couple more questions. But this is what was asked of your godparents when you were younger. So first question, say, what is your name? Very good. And the next three questions, you will respond with, yes, I believe, because your godparents said it, if you believe. So first question, do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, who was born and suffered for my salvation? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of our sins, the resurrection of the dead, and in life everlasting in heaven? The next two questions and two final questions, your response should be, yes, I reject, if you really reject, and you want to be done of living in this kingdom of darkness. First question is, do you reject the devil and his kingdom of darkness? Do you reject the devil and all of his works, temptations, and allurements? These were the promises we took, brothers and sisters. Now these are your promises. Accept them, take them, live with them, and activate the Holy Spirit. Amen.